0: It's another day, a Shop Talk Show. Nice, nice, nice. Hello, 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 and welcome to. Is this episode 16 of the Shop Talk Show? I'm your it's- host. It is, right? Um, I'm Dave Rupert, and with me is uh, Chris Coyer. Hi, the hostess, peeps. Thanks for listening. The hostess with the mostest, And uh, today, uh, Chris, do you want to introduce our special guest for us?
1: Sure. We have Ian Stewart with us, who is an automatician. Is that what you
2: would say? Is that the correct that's, word? That's the term we use. Yep.
1: Yeah. Nice. So thanks for joining us, Ian. We're gonna dig into uh, 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 just your life for one second. Do you can do you have a, just a, a quick few words about what you
2: do and stuff? Sure. If, if we start from birth, that would be probably Yeah, the, well can you go to Let's literally. just <laughs> like how your parents met? Sure. No, okay, so um, yeah, so I work uh, at Automatic um, at um, on WordPress.com, um, which is the probably our biggest project. Um, and I work on the theme team there. So I am fully immersed in themes uh, for WordPress.com users, uh, getting them more awesome themes and making sure their awesome themes work the way they should.
1: Okay. So, yeah, so we talk about WordPress a, a, little, a good bit here on Shop Talk, and it's good to, instead of have us, you know, let's go, we'll have the official word, as it were. Come join us. So, so when we we look through the questions to pick for this show, the the majority are WordPress. So, if you uh, if you care about WordPress, this is the show for you. So, hey, real
0: quick, would you say that this is going to be a WordPress deep dive?
1: Oh my gosh! (laughs) (laughs) That's 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 my there ooga sound horn. New sound. I've
0: got a new sound effect for you guys. Uh, that one, you guys might appreciate it. I had to go through a lot of really crappy websites to find that sound effect. And <laughs> there you go.
2: I appreciated it.
1: <laughs> Good. It's a WordPress deep dive. So previous to automatic, though, didn't wasn't it just like before you were an automatician, you still worked with WordPress, right? or, yes. or, or yeah and was it, so isn't you're like the man behind theme shaper right if anybody remembers those days isn't that isn't it's, that,
2: it's yeah it's actually still those days still continue um okay uh theme shaper is sort of still lives as our team blog but yeah um I'm kind of obsessed with wordpress themes so <laughs> like um before I was um for a while I made a little bit of money, you know, um was with, it like premium
1: support for Theme Shaper or something
2: like that? Uh yeah, something a little bit like that. We were selling child themes for um the thematic wow. theme. But even before that I was just doing, you know, WordPress blogging for free 'cause I love uh I love WordPress, I love WordPress themes. I love the idea that anyone can download this design uh usually for free. And just make something, make themselves look beautiful on the web, and make their their ideas look um, presentable, right? So it's uh, it's an exciting thing. Nice,
1: yeah. That's the WordPress does have kind of a like a psychological power over over people sometimes, right? You feel like under the spell of the awesomeness of it. I am definitely under the spell of awesomeness. (laughs) I like so I I am too and I and I feel like I feel like uh, oh, like defensive of it sometimes like almost irrationally. There was a post on WP Candy yesterday about how so Dustin Curtis is this right. you know yeah. dude and he had there's did you read this post?
2: Yeah, it was about subtle. So.
1: Yeah, which is super cool, right? And he's like, yeah. I'm gonna make my own blogging engine and. And and it's just it's simpler and it's just easier and, and feels better. And then some people are like, Yeah, WordPress is bloated. Bleh, and, and you know, here this is how I think. This is how blogging should be. And you're like, Yeah, I can like I can get behind that. I like good UI. I like rethinking of that that type of thing. But it doesn't like this being good and WordPress being bad isn't isn't the conversation, you know? I feel like you're missing the point a little bit. Like, okay, what? What about you know? You got this new blogging engine that you built that's so simple. You know, it's a it's a hundredth of the size of WordPress, and then you're using it and you're building. It and you're like, you know what? I could use custom fields, man. That would really help. Like, <laughs> you know, and then immediately you start going down the you know the the road of of, of adding features. And WordPress has been down that road for so long, yeah, and, and, and it has managed to to kind of add features, but do it in a in a thoughtful way. I don't know. Yeah. To, to compare these two, like this project that's just started to this this long-time healthy project, it just seems like a weird... How do you feel? Um,
2: yeah, you know, I, I think... Uh, I'm sort of with the opinion that more is good, right? So, you know, if someone makes a new blocking engine, that's great. And I actually kind of like the comparison because you can see, you know, there's always room to grow, and there's room. For, it's good for subtle, and it's good for WordPress to make those comparisons because um, both are... I know hopefully going to grow and keep doing well, oh. and it'll be good for everybody,
1: yes, proliferate the market or whatever good okay that, that was already a tangent. I wanted to I feel like we've gone too far without hearing <laughs> hearing uncle dave's intro,
0: oh uh, yeah, well, this one actually was a question I wanted to kick it off. It was started uh, given to us by Dominique Giglio uh, he was asking. We have all these web publication magazines, you know, both online and, and in print. But he was asking, "What is it called when a reporter uh, asks a question?" A reporter from one of these magazines. Any idea?
1: So, what happens when a reporter asks a question?
0: What, what happens when a reporter? Or what is it called? What is it called when a reporter asks a question? A media query. Oh, whoops, but I did. <laughs> Uh, a media yeah. query, guys
2: I don't know how to respond <laughs> Usually <laughs> they <laughs> don't
0: <laughs> It's fine It's a media query Sorry. I liked it I put it okay. on the show today Thanks. Thank you, Dominic yes. That's That's some really quality
1: punmanship I really appreciate that next yeah we have a few news and links before we jump into the meat of shop talk Show, which is question and answer from listeners like you we like to share a few interesting things that uh, happened in the web this week and a little hot drama if we can find it uh one of the things that just caught my eye in the last couple days was, was so um you know chrome you guys you guys like chrome what's your default browser ian that you just working on um
2: it's not Chrome. This- This used to be a cool answer years ago, but it's not anymore. Firefox. Okay. It's my default browser for everything. That's okay, that's okay. I'm Uh, old school Firefox. No,
1: fire it's not even old school. Firefox is iterating very fast i I switched between Firefox and, and Chrome pretty much i don 't know why I asked. I just wanted to say here's the thing that that, that Paul Irish has been saying lately and that, and that makes sense, and I feel like everybody should be on this bandwagon because it's kind of a it's kind of a nice place to be uh, If you want to run Chrome. A nice way to do it is just to download the stable version of Chrome, which is right now version 18 or whatever. Just go download that, use stable or whatever. It will it will iterate and update in the background for you. But if you want to test out cool new features like us front-end developers probably like to do, you can download a version that's two ahead of it, which is called Chrome Canary, which is now in version 20. And you can run those two things side-by-side simultaneously with no problems at all. That's hard to do in Firefox. You can go find old versions of Firefox and run them, but only one version of Firefox can run at a time, and we can talk about ways to, to deal with that or whatever. But I'm just saying uh, it's, kind, it's kind of cool like that. So Chrome 20... That's in Canary. It's too ahead. There's some cool features in, in Chrome 20 that have just released recently, right? So one of those is uh, input types, you know, input type email, and you, and you get like, uh, you know, it's, it, it can validate for email and all that cool HTML5 stuff. Now in Chrome 20, you can go input type of color, and it gives you a native uh, uh, color picker, uh, platform-specific color picker. Nice really cool really cool uh you can do input type of date now too and i'll give you the the drop down for for like you can pick a month and a day through little built-in ui which is really nice so um like uh, opera 11 has that too so hopefully that will make its way into safari and stuff too hopefully firefox will get on board because these are really useful things you know it's nice to not have to load up a bunch of javascript just to do a color picker uh, yeah, so Chrome 20 has some cool stuff. It also has scoped styles in it, which is pretty cool. It's a way to do CSS and just put the scoped attribute on the style block, and it will only that CSS will only affect elements that are, 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 are siblings of it and descendants therein, which is pretty cool. That's a flag that you have to enable. Them. I just thought I'd mention some cool stuff happening in Chrome because they're, they're iterating quick and doing cool stuff. Yeah. That's all I got. That's
0: cool. Uh, Beck, sorry, Firefox... Did, yeah. did you guys Have you guys played with the 3D Dom inspector
2: I've kind of avoided it
0: uh, cause it's- <laughs> uh, I love it It is yeah. just It's like it's a video game It, it <laughs> You Crack open the uh, Like you go command alt I Or whatever you pop open A a the Their new web inspector and then there's a little Button that you click and you go to 3D mode and it like, every DOM node, like, how many nestings and stuff like that is displayed to you, oh, my gosh, it's just <laughs> exhilarating. <And laughs> I I mean, yeah, there's – somebody was I, – I feel like on Twitter was just like, when would you ever use this? This is total just dumb. But, like, it gives you an idea of, like – are you efficiently coding if you have like you know one thing is like a tower like like That's a Google true, yeah. a Google Plus
1: button is like sixty stories tall on this thing. <laughs> I mean because they and, use that Google enclosure stuff, which is like div A is within div B, which is in with div C. Which, yeah, and then yeah. They... There's like there's like four tables stacked on top of each other. It's like intense. I mean, maybe it's not tables, but like yeah, I dude, it's. It's hot it's cooler than I, it is interesting though, or, or is useful, isn't it? Or do you, or does it help yeah, you it, debug?
0: Well, I, I feel like you can get an idea. Like, let's say your client comes to you and, and, and it's like, Hey, what's wrong with my website? Or like, can you make this better? Like crack that open. And then you can, you can kind of just see like the technical debt they're in based <clears> on how many dom nodes they have. And, uh, it's a cool visual, visualization of all that.
2: That's an interesting use for it.
0: Yeah. No, I I feel like you, I mean, I don't want to like whatever, shame people, but let's say these WordPress themes, you know, you can kind of judge how sweet a theme would be by how lean it is. Um, In my preference, that's my, I'm a bit more minimalist probably there, but you could totally just see how like chunky these things are if you just crack this open.
1: So there you go. Fancy. Uh, I don't know. Do you want to do this hot drama? I was just. I thought I'd. Me- you know, we kind of tapped on it last week, but I was like, there was so many blog posts about semicolons in JavaScript in the last few weeks that I feel like it was. It would be hard not to mention it. Did you see all that, Dave?
0: I did. So, I, and I'm not even sure how it started. It apparently. So you can leave semicolons off, and minifiers tend to strip them out. Occasionally in JavaScript, and somebody was saying, like, that's bad. <laughs> like, it's it kills, either bad or it good. It kills it's one of the <laughs> kills. Well, no, well, one so there, Brendan Ike, the creator of JavaScript, even like created the, the what, it's something like interpretive semicolon automator or something like that. And, and it auto injects these semicolons at, whatever runtime or however JavaScript executes.
1: Um, so yeah, I, I just, I mean, so thus, if you understand that it's okay to, to leave them off, right? Cause the, the main yeah. guy, yeah. Yeah. You know, like I can leave them off because I know how it works kind of thing. And people are like, yeah, but it inserts them. So that's the right thing to do. So you should insert them. It's just, it was interesting because of how philosophical it got. Yeah, rather than there was there was no clear answer, so it was funny to hear people take sides. I would say don't worry about uh, it. Average shop talk show listener. (laughs) Like, Uh, let's get get done with that. Let's let's, move on to Q and A, the fun part of shop talk show.
0: Okay, here we go. The first question is an audio question, our favorite kind of question here at Shop Talk, and it's from uh, Jared Stevens. So here we go. Hey, Chris
3: and Dave. My name is Jared Stevens, and I'm a web designer down here in Texas. And I was just wondering, if you guys ever used the WordPress multi-user that was released with WordPress 3.0 and um, what you guys think of it as a uh, viable tool in web development. Thanks.
0: Cool. I feel like I've met Jared here. He's in Texas as well. But uh, anyway, WordPress multi-site. I think he means
1: multi-site, right? Isn't that the proper... Terminology.
0: Multi, uh,
2: it used to be known as multi-user. but now it's multi-site.
1: Okay, so it's it, so we're both right in you know, a in a weird way. Uh, it's uh, yeah, the, uh, the it's confusion is understandable. Isn't do you
2: want to just tell us what it is and means? Yeah, yeah sure. So um, WordPress multi-user is a way of um, having one WordPress installation manage lots of different separate blogs. That's its sort of the simplest thing. So you have multiple sites hence um multi-site it so, feels
1: like they're different installations they might yeah. as well be right because they they have their own posts they have their own comments they have their own themes they have their own which plugins are activated and which aren't exactly
2: right. yeah. yeah so like the the biggest example of that is wordpress.com so that's one wordpress installation with uh I think right.
1: I'm gonna get the number
2: wrong. It's like 32 million different blogs. 32 or something. million blogs on one installation of
1: it. Wow, yeah, it's kind of crazy.
2: So it scales <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But um, it's actually a lot of people. Um, I don't do this myself, but it's really popular to use for local development. So when you're designing, um, you know, themes for a site locally. You don't want to have to keep making different WordPress installs just um activate yeah. WordPress multi-site locally. Why don't I do that? That's Why haven't make, I thought of this? Make the books. I'm I an idiot.
1: It. Oh, my god! <laughs>
0: that's
1: the best idea. Okay, well, we can just stop the show right now because that's done. That's some good cool, tips cool I have a local word. I, I usually have at least three or four going on. Sometimes I'm like, if it's really easy, I'll just I'll just toss another theme into an existing WordPress install and then just activate the new theme and be like, whatever. I'll just use this one or whatever. But it's nice to that's a it's a really good idea. But there's some there's some obvious live. I, I just finished up a so at SurveyMonkey. We have blog.surveymonkey.com and then jp.blog.surveymonkey.com. They are we're not trying to share any content between them, but we are trying to share the design between them. They're literally different localized uh, versions of it. So one of them's in Japanese and one of them's in English. And we're like, we're going to start a Portuguese blog too. And right now the the Japanese one and the English one were separate installs of WordPress. And I was like, God, these things are nearly identical, guys. And then on the roadmap too was more blogs that we're going to start. I'm like, we need to spend the time right now. To, to squish yeah. them into multi-site which is not it's a it's kind of non-trivial I think the <laughs> path to moving two independent installs of WordPress into multi-site is harder than just starting a new multi site yes starting.
2: yeah so uh, but um, we but, did it yeah go ahead yeah that's that's a perfect use case for it
1: yeah and then you know and we did it and it's and it's live and it's nice and and now we can start this Portuguese blog with a click you know just be like Doop, we got a new one. And I yep. set it up in such a way that the themes are... Like, the resources for the themes are, like, even outside of the themes folders. That, like, they all share a same CSS file. Because, oh, cool. like, that's that's not going to change, you know. Uh, yeah, we're going to actually get more to this. I think the next question... No. Well, at, at some point, we'll revisit the kind of... The idea of shared resources. So maybe let's just move on. Unless you have... Have you ever used it at all, Dave? Yeah.
0: I, I haven't. Um, but I just it's mostly a opportunity and b I don't like immediately think of it but uh, it's bundled in if you're working a job like shoot I don't know like a uh, let's say you're a record label and you have a bunch of bands that all are like oh I want a blog for my band that just seems like don't keep all that don't make them go make their own
1: sites and all that
0: it just seems if, if I could go back it. time,
1: every WordPress blog I did would be on one. Probably, you know, like if, if you're like a client, I'm hosting your site. They want you to host their site. I would just put them all on one, even if they're unrelated, just so that it makes your life easier. For only, you know, a new version is out. Up, oh, click update. Oh, every yeah. single one of my clients is updated. Awesome. That's what do we got next? Uh, ooh, I can't ooh. say that. Uh, I think it's
0: Tumas Marty Kanan. Kynan, let's call Thomas. Thomas, he's asking, one thing I don't like about WordPress is that when I give the site to a customer, they might get confused about the back end, but this doesn't look anything like my site. It's, you know, that classic line. Um, In my opinion, WordPress should have the option to write and edit posts from the front end. Uh, WordPress 3.3 came out with the WP Editor API. Uh, it, that's a function that lets you insert, uh, the WordPress editor on the front end or anywhere you want, uh, which should do the job. I know it's possible to write posts from the front end, but this is where things get too complicated for me. I don't know how to do it. Any tips or thoughts about all
2: this? So, yeah, there's a bunch of things that, um, they can get pretty code heavy, but, um, WP Editor definitely can be used on the front end. There's actually um, kind of a short tutorial on, I think it's SoderLind.no on how to do that, if you wanted to check that out. But um, the P2 theme is actually kind of a cool theme to check out. Um, If you go to p2theme.com, that's just P and 2, theme.com, it's actually, it's not using WP Editor, but it's a theme that lets um, users just post from the front end and see their posts immediately appear live. And it's kind of a cool sort of um, model for that sort of user that gets freaked out by the user, uh, by the back end of WordPress. Um, So I would definitely take a look at what P2 is doing there.
1: Yeah, right on. So... uh... Just for people that have just no idea what we're talking about, it's just to make a new post in WordPress, you got to log in, usually at something like slash WP admin or whatever, and go and collect new post and make the post and hit publish. Some people are like, that that, that land that you're doing that in, which like I guess generic, well, how do you guys refer to it? I just call it the the, the admin, I guess. It seems yeah, like it's always up. Yeah. Like, the admin, sure. It looks different than their site looks, right? It looks like WordPress. It doesn't look like yeah. the theme that you have activated. And, and and Tumas is saying, that's weird for some people. I don't, I, th- I don't want to have to explain it to them and have them be freaked out because what they're looking at in their web browser isn't what their site looks like. To one, I would say to that, that's just some education that you might have to do. I would say <coughs> don't just be like, oh, they said they're afraid of it for <laughs> my clients I quit uh, you know I I need a better I need to spend 5 weeks coding some front end thing instead of just using WordPress I would say first try to just explain to them what's going on I mean there's no you know that you might be overreacting if you're like, oh, I, 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 they absolutely won't be able to learn this software. You know, WordPress isn't that hard to learn. I'd give some faith to your clients that they can learn this. Uh, if if it's really true, if it's really like they just think they're not getting it, I have to move the editor to the front, uh, look in the WP editor. I guess I didn't I didn't quite realize that. I'm sure it's not as simple as just dropping the editor on the front. You have to write a bunch of code uh, to like,
2: yeah, right. Yeah, a little bit. But there's also other things you can do in the back end, too, um, so that the back end looks a little bit more like the front end. Uh, If you add editor-style.css to your theme, you can can start to style the post editor so it looks more like what you're seeing on the front end.
1: Sure, if you're using some fancy font as the main font of your site, you can just have that font look like in in the editor of the back end.
2: Yeah, so that could be really good for clients that want to have just a little more help there understanding what they're doing when they're writing their posts.
1: Cool.
0: What was that again? I feel like it's important enough to say. It's (laughs) editor-style?
2: Yeah, editor-style.css.
1: And you you do nothing else, right? You just drop it in there and the editor starts using it?
2: Yeah, and WordPress looks for it. So if you want to see an example, um, the two most recent default themes, 2010 and 2011, both are using it, so you can use that as a base um, so you know what you have to reset from Tiny MCE and so on. It can get a little complicated for CSS, but it's um, it's just CSS. It's not that hard. All right. Cool.
1: Okay, Very cool. Maybe that answered your question there, Mr. Martigan.
0: Let's do another one. All right, next question. This is from Juan Ortiz us. He's asking, is there a real difference between WordPress and Drupal? Which is better and why? I'm learning WordPress. Should I learn Drupal or another CMS? Oh, man, this is like, a, <laughs> this is like War of the Worlds here.
1: Well, this people just a- have that question, right? They're like, I don't know. Should I, should I learn several CMSs? Should I learn one? Which one is better than the other? Classic
2: question. This is a three-hour show, right? <laughs> yeah, we. <we're,
0: laughs> I want a line-by-line line, uh, <laughs> uh, diff statement. No, uh, what what, the line
1: is they are both CMSs. You know? They are
0: both CMSs. Maybe like we'll start. We should start like top level, like what's different, and then maybe one or two nuances. Does that sound good? Is that
2: yeah? That sounds
0: good. Okay. Maybe Ian, you're best qualified to slander your
2: competitor. You know I'm what? I'm, I'm really bad for slandering Drupal because I like Drupal. I think that they're you know they're good people that work on the project, um, and they do lots of neat stuff. So um, I won't slander Drupal, <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, I personally, as someone that's used both, I find WordPress easier to learn for new people, both as users and as people that are going to develop on. Um, and easier to theme, so I think that's something that's a big plus for me for WordPress.
1: Yeah, I kind of you know is it in WordPress? It seems like you can do. 95% or more of everything you'll need to do in a theme lives in that one folder. It lives in the theme, the active theme folder. And what, you know, there's plugins are separate from that, but pretty much everything else from functionality to to design to JavaScript and all that stuff happens in that one folder. And I love how, how like, succinct that is. I'm not sure if the, it works that, that cleanly in Drupal. I don't know. So I think my, usually my default Answer is, is kind of like if you're already really good at one or the other of them, that mm-hmm. it's pr- usually not worth learning the other one. It's because it's like they're, they're they're so similar. I'm like if you're already getting it done, is it <laughs> is it worth the learning curve to get another one? I mean like eh, okay. no, just just do your job, man. <laughs> if you're just uh,
2: starting starting out, I would recommend WordPress. though. I mean that's not no, not just because I'm biased, but um, uh, it is growing really
0: fast. Mm-hmm. I uh, for me, uh, like if you come from a developer mindset, like you're, you've you know built your own e-commerce system sort of thing, like Drupal is probably where you want to be because uh, it's very it's very uh, sort of it has been up until this point very developer centric. I think they're starting to move and like they've made responsive a standard across the board. They they're really kind of moving forward. Um but WordPress has always been very design like make a theme, you know and and it's been very user centric in that sense, with especially with the WordPress admin getting better every time. Uh, so that that to me is the important thing. When I hand off a site, I want it to be very um, very easy for the client to use. Uh, somebody in the chat room, Topcat is saying if you if you want a flat site like it's just very everything's kind of the same like it's mostly just posts like WordPress is a way to probably the way to go but if you have different content types uh, that have tons of different presentations Drupal will probably fit but so I like against that
1: <laughs>
0: because we have custom post types and that's right yes yeah.
1: now yep. yeah that's true which that's true. you do have to define with code. I don't know how it is in Drupal, but if you want to post, like, I have a screenshot section on CSS Tricks. I made a custom post type for screenshots. That's a little bit different than a post is like. It has different information that it collects. It has a different like, like vernacular in the back end. It's instead of going new post, I literally say new screenshot. But I had to you know, define all of that within my functions.php file to get it done. I don't know, in, in Drupal, you know, like, I don't know, is that going to change for WordPress? Are there going to be easier ways to to define new content types, or is that the, the type um, of thing?
2: I I, th- I think from the core, it'll probably remain, I mean, this is just my guess, um, it'll probably remain at the code level. In Drupal, my Drupal knowledge is a little bit out of date. I think Drupal six point something was the last version I used, but it was a core like, UI feature a user could just go in, if they had the rights, and just make new content types. And then they have a plugin that allows you to um, get really involved. However, for WordPress, there are plugins. If you need to have a UI for making um, right. new uh, custom post types, you can just download a plugin that's uh, available to you. That's nice because then if you do if you
1: go the plugin route, it like will stay with you despite what theme you have active, right? Whereas if you did it all in your in your functions.php file, the second you activate a different theme, that ho- that whole world is gone. Like my screenshot right. will be gone.
2: Yeah, I actually recommend if you are going to um, uh, enable custom post types, if you to just make your own plugin that does it, like that just registers them not that it develops the UIs it's just Very, so that doesn't happen. Don't
1: be afraid of that either people. I used to kind of be weirded out by that but it's so kind of trivially different than adding code to a ph a functions.php file. You just throw a little there's just some some Stuff you put at the top of the PHP file that indicates that it's a plugin and then you just put the PHP code below it, right? I mean, it's yeah. at the simplest level, you know, a more complicated plugins get way more complicated than that, but yeah. but just moving a few simple <laughs> commands over to a plugin instead of your functions.php file, not yeah. that big of a
2: deal. Yeah, if you're already messing around in your functions file for your theme, you're essentially yeah. messing around with plugins. Yeah. What do we got next,
1: man? Kit
2: McAllister Ah. has
1: a question about syncing databases. Here we go.
0: Hi, Shop Talk. My name's Kit. I'm a developer in Portland, Oregon. And my question is, how do you sync your local and remote databases?
1: (laughs) That's a tough one. Isn't it? It's like the ultimate question. You know, I work on CSS tricks locally. I have a local install of it, but the con, the the database is out of date for what I have online so i can't just work locally with the post i wrote just yesterday it's just not there it would be nice if it was there cuz it just would would feel better it's more relevant to my updated content uh but in order to do that i have to come you know ssh in and run the mysql commands and stuff to export the database gr- download that file you know probably nuke the one that i have Currently, and rerun MySQL to make it local, and then change a bunch of stuff because the, the URL is slightly different locally, and WordPress yeah. is a little weird about that. Um, so it's a it's it's kind of a pain. I would say if if Kit it didn't say WordPress, but if you are specifically talking about WordPress, there is a cool tool that I can't vouch for because I haven't used, but I, I almost guarantee it's awesome. It's by Alex King and the people at Crowd Favorite. You know them, right? They have a a thing called ramp so it's at crowdfavorite.com slash wordpress slash ramp which is specifically for dealing with this problem in wordpress uh, that's all I have to say about that
2: <laughs> yeah I would, I would probably say the exact same thing Like, um, I used to do it manually as well um, I don't uh, run into it a lot uh, but I've heard some people say some good things about ramp and crowdfavorite know what they're doing um, but it's it's also like you were saying it's nice to have the content locally, but it's kind of a pain to have it locally, you know. So I would maybe adjust, you know, uh, expectations there. Do you really need that content locally? Do you
1: really need it, or do you yeah. have enough to make it to make it pretty obvious what you're doing, right? Like yeah. if WordPress, you got a couple pages, you got a couple posts, eh? Do you need exactly, you know, there's some cases where maybe you do, but uh, for the most part, it's not that required. Uh, And and, and in different uh, uh, programming environments, if we're not talking about WordPress at all, I'm working on a Rails project right now, for example. You can, there's like, you know, there's like rake, rake db seed or whatever, which you can make a little file that will like seed a decent amount of content. So even if database stuff changes, you can like just nuke it and make a new one with, with good content and be all right. It doesn't deal with syncing for you, but I don't know. There should be version control for databases. Somebody needs to get on that.
0: Yeah. Well, but it's less version control because you have like these, like you said, the URL thing is get, like the yeah. actual contents, a little different. I, yeah, it's it's tough stuff. I I don't know. Or Sometimes just, I wish WordPress like had um, I don't know, like like SQLite or something like that that I could work off locally and then I don't know. But that it, that's not even a possibility. Is that right, Ian? Because it's like MySQL all the way.
2: I believe that this is approaching the limits of my WordPress knowledge, but I believe you can use different um, databases other than MySQL.
0: Okay, okay. I I mean, I know there's like Postgres plugins and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. But uh, but
0: yeah, anyway. Yeah, it's not so much version <laughs> control as
1: it is syncing. Like, wouldn't it be kind of cool if you could like some, – there's some weird techno- – oh, this is this is where we – I'm going to start getting f- emails making fun of me because of my limitations of knowledge too. But if there are some cloud-based DB that you could point both your live and your local copies to. It- yeah. I mean I think you can
0: um, like do like an Amazon – Something or other, I forget what it's called. Like a whatever Amazon Power Ranger is what it's called officially. (laughs) Um, So you just hit the Amazon Power Ranger server, and it'll both databases can use that. But then again, like it's that's I don't know more dollars than what comes with your web host, you know. But anyhow,
1: yeah, okay, magic. Magic is the ingredient. Fairy dust, for sure. <laughs> Are we running out of questions? Is that the let? No, I have a whole another. I was worried there for a minute. We got another like,
0: half. We're at halftime, man.
1: Okay, so I should say, I, I, uh, 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 we just have the one sponsor this week, pretty much. I, will you guys, isn't this a quality radio program? I feel like you should tell your friends that make money making web products that they should grow their business by advertising on Shop Talk by going to shoptalk dot com show dot com slash advertising. Because we're a little light on the sponsors, and uh, we could use one, so bring it on. Anyway, I'm gonna do one more spot for lessmoney.lesseverything.com is the URL. It's a conference by Stephen Bristol and Alan Branch, some 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 funny dudes uh, down in Florida at all, and they're gonna do a conference about making, you know, making more money with your business and being more efficient with it in Tampa, Florida runs back to back the front end web design conference. So you can go to both if you're that type of person, but less money is a intimate kind of 50 person thing where they're going to talk about how they made money. And hopefully, you know, because it's so small talk with you directly about how you can make more money. So that's the deal with that. Check it out, folks.
0: Awesome. Uh, the next, so let's, continue on with our question rama the next one is another audio question i love it from john stevie here we go
3: hey chris and dave uh this is john stevie just throwing out a quick wordpress question for you um i was building a kind of boilerplate for wordpress um recently and ran into a couple issues and was wondering if you guys have solved these before uh, my question was um I'm trying to use the boilerplate so that I can create child themes of it Um, and uh, so I can simply make development a little bit quicker and one of the issues that I ran into was certain functions that I want to essentially override there is no way to kind of override functions in PHP without a little bit of hacking and so I was kind of curious as to how you best did that. It looked like you could do a little bit with um, WordPress Actions but Some of these, you know, some of the things that you're inserting code into the footer and such, and so there's not really a way to override that that action. So I was kind of curious what your guys' thoughts were on that.
1: This has got to be tailor made for Ian, right? As a Uh, seller of child theme.
2: I love this question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love people that do, um, like, build their own boilerplate themes for their own development use, because I just, I'm always recommending that, um, either for something that, you can start off with just for hacking, or if you're going to use it for making child themes, because both are kind of smart. Um, so for overriding a function uh, with PHP, one thing you can do is, and you can see this in uh, again in 2010 and 2011, is if your parent theme um, it has a function, you can check, uh, wrap it in a conditional. That is, uh, if using function exists, so if function exists, uh, this function, or sorry, if not function exists, this function, then run all this code. So what that means is because your child theme is loaded first um, by WordPress, you can copy that function there and just recreate it. Um, So that gives you sort of like a hack to override a function. In PHP, I see. Uh, so,
1: so, but at at the does it if you're running a child theme? And apparently, and they both have functions.php files. Will both of those functions.php files run, or will only one of them run? Both, both will run. Okay, and then if you yeah. want to change what what the parent theme did with that function, that's what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. You just, okay. Yeah, you can overwrite it
2: that way. Also, if talked about wordpress actions if you have um something the parent theme is adding to an action uh either to like uh wp head or wp footer Mm -hmm. uh your child theme can remove those actions and wordpress is a whole api around that for adding actions removing actions adding filters removing filters so you can hook into it that way
1: so, um, so, if your parent theme is doing something that you want to not do in your theme, yeah. instead of instead of like overriding the function and then just doing like return nothing or something, there's a there's a cleaner way to do that, which is yeah. just have that remove that action instead.
2: Yeah. Plus, uh, if you just want to change something in the footer, uh, you can just totally ignore all of that advice and just copy footer.php from the parent theme into your child theme, and WordPress is sort of looking into your child theme folder for template files. And if you have uh, your own footer.php, it will just load that one first. Yeah, there you go. So you
1: can override things in a modular part level.
2: And if you make your parent theme um, uh, more modular, you have more parts to easily override. So if your parent theme has you know, one big, huge template file um, with lots of code in it, that might not be something that you want to override, but if you break it up into little um, bits and pieces and use git-template-part, which is a WordPress function, to load all those different pieces, mm-hmm. each one of those pieces can be overrided in your child theme.
1: Nice. So it's really it's not it's not even hacky really, John. It's it's all this has all been thought about and it's kind of ready to rock.
2: Yeah. So I think twenty eleven the the current request default theme has a lot of that going on in it, and I think it's a good model for um, anyone looking to make their own boilerplate or starter theme or what have you. So I would definitely check that out.
1: All right. So we have a a, de- a departure from WordPress just just for a minute where TJ Fogarty is asking about and I put this in here cuz it's kind of in- it's it's interesting to talk about I don't know, how teams work and, you know, how we develop on teams and projects and stay on track and stuff like that. He says, in terms of project management, do you think Gantt charts are a useful tool or just plain evil and frustrating? Are there any flexible alternatives? And I would say, I was like, I'm going to say if they're evil or not. But first, I have to Google it and find out (laughs) 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 what Gantt chart is. So it looks like uh uh if you have no idea what a gantt chart is people it looks like uh like if you open the web inspector and we'll go to the network tab and reload the page and it will show you all the the order in which things load that's kind of like a Gantt chart, only instead of them being individual resources, they're like people, and they're like, "I'm going to work on this, and it's going to take me this chunk of time, which can overlap a little bit with what Dave is going to do, and he's working on this with a slightly different." Did I have that right? Does even... Do you guys? Yeah, have no, you guys you're... ever used one?
0: I have not used one for, for like project planning per se, um, but I because most of my stuff takes like days. You know it's not like i'm two hours here two hours there
1: yeah i see the most
0: part i guess i do this so i could do (laughs) do you think that that they're evil (laughs) i don't don't think they're evil um uh i yeah i would it would probably be pretty mind-numbing to like every week spend about 20 minutes like breaking up my morning and afternoon and
1: yeah, Same I could see them, if somebody's but... breathing down your neck about this at a thing. And, and really, honestly, you had to break off a, a part of your Gantt chart just for dealing with Gantt chart.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh.
1: But I, I put it, I was worrying about like, how do you, I know, you know, Automatic is a totally distributed company. We've all heard that before. That's really cool. How do you guys, I assume you don't use Gantt charts to to plan out what you're going to work on next, or maybe you do, but I kind of doubt it. And how do, you, how do you work at Automatic for, for key being everybody on on task. Do you Scrum or
2: uh, so? What we do. Uh, I'm pretty thankful we don't use Gantt charts. I know enough about them that they frighten me. But um, we sort of at Automatic. We're at I think it's 105, 106 employees, and we pretty much break into small teams. So there's not you know we're not all working on one giant project, and we have to manage all these resources. And the fact that we're broken into small, like five to 10 person teams, makes it easy to not have to worry about um, really intense project management, I think. Um, I mean, myself, I looked into Gantt charts years ago, um, and because I was involved in a big project and I thought I needed it, but uh, I kind of just think having super clear priorities. And a clear plan, um, sort of trumps that for for what I do.
1: Cool. And what how big is your small team? Do you have a ten person team?
2: Uh, we've got a, we have a five person team.
1: Okay. So part of that, you know, I've worked on small, plenty of small teams in my life. One of the ways, like, like for example, at Wufu, we are, you know, as far as developers and stuff, we're like we're like six ish and we had this thing where this meetings on Friday and we said we said what we were going to do or so what we did last week we said what we were going to do next week and and then talked about any blockers we might have next week to for productivity and that's kind of it's it's similar right in the everybody's yeah. in the room so everybody's like does that sound like enough work? Did you actually get done what you said you were going to do last week? Does it feel light? Does it feel heavy? Do I sense any blockers that you might have? So it's a way to have some accountability on a small team that feels right to everybody. Whereas if you just are like hanging out in a chat room being like, "Oh I, I did some stuff or whatever." There might be some like animosity that builds up. You're like,
2: "Is Bob doing any work
1: yeah. does he does, does he feel like he's contributing the same amount? How do you guys so- deal with that problem?
2: So one of the things we did automatic is um, part of our creed is that communication is oxygen. Um, And we sort of solve that by over-communicating. So you can tell um, everyone is, loves, well, we all love what we do, right? So we love sharing what we're working on. So that's not hard to keep track of who's doing what. Um, So over-communicating, we do the same thing where every week uh, on my team, We uh, write a post about what we've been working on, what we're going to be working on, our top priorities. We're always chatting. We do a weekly voice chat. Uh, We're in IRC all day long. We have Skype available. So you can, if someone sort of goes dark, you know, you can tell, oh, maybe they're running into some trouble. Maybe we should, um, you know, hash things out there. But it's really hard. I find it hard and automatic to not get stuff done um it's just it, it's it's very everything feels very fluid and easy to get going there's always lots to do though that's the
1: <laughs> right the thing that's not easy so it's unanimous folk gant charts are evil. next <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah uh well yeah let's move on um Okay, if you or if you think Gantt charts are good, make us a Gantt chart about why Gantt charts are good. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Mark Ridgeway wrote in asking, "I'm an I'm an aspiring web designer developer. Is it possible to break out in the industry these days without going to college? Will web design shops hire people solely based on their portfolio and interview alone without a college degree? I've taken a few college courses in programming, and I know." Know and love many languages. I'm not a super creative person, but I'm very good with technical stuff of coding and running a website, etc.
1: Um, yeah. So is it so? Possible- Mark has gone to college a little bit, but doesn't have his degree in it. Can he? Can he? Can he make it? Would Automatic hire Mark if he was a super good PHP Abs-
2: hacker? Absolutely. Um, I've I've never been to college, um, and everything I know is self-taught. So. I would say oh, yes. Look at that.
1: That's the answer. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Drop
2: that drop right now, Mark. <laughs> so uh, uh, I'm just assuming as,
1: as long as you're, you know, a grown-up, uh, or, you know, I, I hate to, I'm not going to do the age thing. We kind of talked about this a little bit last week, but, you know, it's more, it's more than, uh, you know, you, you can be a great hacker, but kind of be a, uh, just a abrasive kind of guy. and that's also a factor. You know. You probably won't get an automatic that way. Yeah. Not, you know what I mean? There's more to just yeah. being, you know, if, if college Smart. teaches you.
2: I, I personally think anywhere, um, or myself, I would rather work for anyone that looked at what you could do rather than what degree you had or you yeah. Know, yeah. where you went to school. Um, I think that's sort of a better way to operate. Especially when it's web stuff, because um, I think anyone can get by with you know a good, perfor- good portfolio and a good work ethic. That takes you way farther than where you went to college or what degrees you have. Agreed.
0: Yeah, you. I. I don't know that college right now can teach you so much about our industry, but you go to college for other things. Um, yeah. In my book, but uh, yeah. There you go. That's where I stand on that. Also, watch out where you apply. I mean some businesses like you know, older enterprisey places might be like, You need a college degree and you know, programming rocket ships and stuff like that, but you probably just don't want those jobs if they that's what they require. Um that's my opinion. Sticking to it.
1: Uh Ryan Tavench Ta Tavney Ryan Tavani. Sorry Ryan Uh what do you guys use for a spell checker on your sites Right now I've been using Inspider Insight which is a PC link spell checker I've done some searching but there isn't too much out there are there WordPress plugins Uh but uh, uh there are WordPress plugins but they only search your posts pages not the design or the code um, so, so what's the deal there? Isn't there, doesn't, I think WordPress like owns a fancy one.
2: So automatic, we own a fancy one. Uh, it's called after the deadline and it's one of those plugins that checks, um, your posts and pages, but as uh, Ryan says, not the design.
1: Well, you wouldn't have to worry about it on wordpress.com anyway, right? Cause yeah. that's, yeah. you're not going to misspell something in a theme.
2: Wait, I might. <laughs> you- <laughs>
1: it got me thinking about while i was reading this question i was like you know what was cool in coda and coda by default which is a mac based like like ftp integrated subversion integrated code editor thing they did this thing where like you know if you're writing just code it doesn't spell check it but if you um, are you, like open a paragraph tag and write stuff, it would spell check that, what's in the paragraph tag. And apparently, and I was like, why don't all things do this? And it turns out I think they all kind of do. And then I tried TextMate and I was like, oh, it does that. And then I was in Sublime, and it wasn't doing it. And I was like, "Oh, dang!" But then I just I just went to settings and turned spell check to true, and now it does work. So <laughs> apparently, all editors have some kind of, or at least the Mac ones that I use have that ability. So, so okay, if you're in WordPress and you're writing posts, use After the Deadline, uh, which is more than a spell checker, but it has a spell checker yes. too. I'm yes. sure. Uh, and And if you're writing code, just make sure that your spell check feature is on and I just turned mine on, and I feel like going back and looking at a bunch of code that i've written in the last few months because I feel like oh i don't know when i was when I was using code more it, it protected me from that from those embarrassing moments, and i haven't been protected now in months mm. what do you what do you think how do you what do you use do, do you like spell check code that you commit Dave?
0: Uh well, no I don't. <laughs> we usually have a like a heavy duty pre launch review, you know? Sure. Just all hands on deck, everyone clicking through the site to make sure no one spelled something wrong. There's uh and there's nothing more embarrassing than somebody saying you used your instead of your and <laughs> oh my god. They're the worst. And they they think you're totally stupid too. Spelling
1: mistakes are rough. Well, people who care about spelling mistakes are rough. (laughs) It's the most awful emails from it. And then, because then you both want to like kind of punch their nose and shake their hand because they just helped you, you know? They helped you and, and it's useful. And now you can correct that mistake and your site is better for it. But it's always like it comes with like links to places that teach you how to do it and like insult your lineage <laughs> yeah yeah
0: it's like jeez forgive me man <laughs> no. there was a website i mean i don't want to call anyone now i guess i am but there was a website where it was all about spelling errors and what like popular websites or something and like it so it's just like a database find a spelling error put it here and then they like comment spam you or something like that like lol found an error check out this report <laughs> And you're just like, like That's not the way to do it You gotta like get on Twitter And just say hey Buddy yeah. noticed you had a spelling error Here just it is Just trying
1: to help out yep. I've done it too because you have Because you don't <laughs> come out of the womb Knowing how to spell or knowing Correct contractions uh, Let's end this thing on an awful rant
0: yeah now now your press rate Chris is gonna rage quit the whole episode <laughs> hey uh Ian, thanks for uh coming on uh, I, I let's just recap how can people like find you on the internet, give you money, use your products, etc
2: Sure uh you can find me at ian uh, I'm on the Twitters at Ian D and if you're into WordPress, if you've listened this far, you must be and WordPress themes themeshaper.com. That's our uh, automatic WordPress.com theme team blog.
0: Cool. Cool. Right. That's awesome. Uh, and Hey, thanks everyone for listening in the chat room and, in live here. And then also at home, whether you're mowing your lawn or whatever, but, uh, we really appreciate you guys. Make sure you're following us at Shop Talk Show on Twitter and then rate us up in iTunes. Give us a 500 stars.
1: Bring up that average. ShopTalkShow.com.